This episode of the Fresh Start Family Show is brought to you by our Quick Start Learning Bundle, how to build a compassionate, firm, and kind discipline toolkit that works with kids of all ages. Head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your Quick Start Bundle so you can get going today on building up a strong, compassionate, discipline toolkit in your home. Well, hello. I'm so excited that you are here for a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. Hello, hello. I am your host, Wendy Snyder, positive parenting educator and family life coach, and I am so grateful that you are listening. Today on the show, we have Dr. Sharon Celine, who is incredible, you guys. After I recorded this episode, I was like, oh my gosh, Dr. Celine, I love your work and just her spirit so much that I immediately booked her (laughs) for a second interview for the Fresh Start Family Show because I just felt like we really hit it off and she was so down to earth, but yet also so wise and so informed. Her training is incredible. She is a licensed clinical psychologist and top expert on ADHD, anxiety, and learning differences and how mental health challenges really have um, an impact on family dynamics. And so she's just so, so wise, but she's also so down to earth and you can just tell her heart is huge and I just love her spirit. So I'm really excited for you guys to learn from her today. She's gonna talk to us today about how we can help our kids overcome anxiety and frustration especially our kids who have learning differences or ADHD or autism or, um, you know, this is, I think, is going to be really great for those of you who just feel like you have a kid who is often outside of the box. So um, without further ado, you guys, enjoy this episode. Go give Dr. Celine some love. I just really um, love the light that she is spreading in the world, and it feels like a real honor that she was on our show. And the good news is, is we're going to have her back again because like I said, I hit it off. We just really loved chatting with each other and I love supporting her work. Over the years, I feel like there have been a lot of um, request for me to uh, recommend therapists, especially therapists or doctors that can help families who have gotten a diagnosis with ADHD or ADD or any of that kind of stuff. Um, and I have been hesitant in the past, you guys, because um, I've had some worries about from stories that I've heard from many, many clients who um, it's just not the kind of advice or um, support that I feel like is actually going to help a family. I've actually had some families come into our membership program and and go through our course, the Foundations course and the Bonfire membership program, who were in pretty rocky spots from based on what um, a so-called air quotes medical expert or a therapist or a doctor had diagnosed their kid with from a often a very early age and then told them like the route they had to go down. And when they come into our program, they started to learn a new way to see their child and um, how to work with them and assume the integrity and all these things. And so it just over the years had made me a little leery to recommend. I just didn't have anybody to recommend when it came to families who were like, I really feel like my child might have some learning differences or might be struggling with ADD or ADHD, all those types of things. And now, because I found Dr. Celine, I'm just, um, I can't recommend her services enough. So again, enjoy this episode, you guys. Thanks for listening. 
Thank you for caring so much about your family. I see you, I admire you, and I'm so grateful that you're here to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family with Fresh Start Family. Well, hey there, I'm Stella. Welcome to my mom and dad's podcast, The Fresh Start Family Show. We're so happy you're here. We're inspired by the ocean, Jesus, and rock and roll, and believe deeply in the true power of love and kindness. Together, we hope to inspire you to expand your heart, learn new tools, and strengthen your family. Enjoy the show! Well, hey there, listeners. Welcome to a new episode of the Fresh Start Family Show. I am so excited to be here today with Dr. Sharon Celine, who is a licensed clinical psychologist and author and a speaker. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you so much for having me, Wendy. I'm excited to be here, too, uh, and to talk about all kinds of things related to being a positive parent. Yes, let's do this, you guys. Dr. Celine is going to talk to us today about managing anxiety and frustration for kids who are alternative learners, and she's going to bring so much wisdom to the table, um, but before we get started, I wanted to just to tell you a little bit more about Dr. Celine. So, um, Dr. Celine has focused all her work on ADHD, anxiety, learning differences, and mental health challenges, and their impact on school and family dynamics for over 30 years. Years. Her unique, unique, unique perspective, a sibling of a child who wrestled with untreated ADHD. I can't wait to hear more about your story, Dr. Celine. Um, combined with decades of academic excellence and clinical experience, assist her in guiding families as they navigate from the confusing maze of diagnoses and conflict to successful interventions and connections. Dr. Celine funnels the expertise into her book, What Your ADHD Child Wishes You Knew, working together to empower kids for success in school and life. Heralded as an invaluable resource, her book is the recipient of two awards, uh, Best Book Awards winner by American Book Fest and the Gold Medal for Mom's Choice Awards, and she recently published the ADHD Solution Deck. So, oh my gosh. Well, before we get into more of our subject matter, um, Dr. Celine, just tell us a little bit more about your story and how you became Mm -hmm. passionate about helping families in this capacity. Uh, I grew up in a family with a brother who had undiagnosed and untreated ADHD. And um, what happened is that when, you know, he struggled a lot and we all, we struggled as a family quite a bit. And uh, I think we didn't understand in the seventies, really very, we didn't understand very much about ADHD and its effects on a whole, a whole different, a whole number of uh, levels of uh, emotional and psychological functioning. And when my nephew was around five or six, it became clear that he was having attention issues and he was diagnosed. And then my brother realized that this was happening for him. And at the same time, I was, you know, in the thick of my private practice. And so all these pieces kind of fell together because I had found that I was drawn to working with these fam- with ki- with these kids and their families. They just felt familiar to me and I enjoyed them. I kind of got their story. Uh, so, so that's my 
personal um, uh, kind of background. Uh, As a clinician, I love working with what I call alternative learners, kids who have ADHD, kids who are high functioning on the autism spectrum. They're often called HFA, um, but but they're a level one. Uh, in terms of diagnoses, and then um, kids with learning disabilities, because these these three things all overlap, you know. Uh, I think, and and whether kids are are struggling uh, academically, whether they're struggling emotionally, interpersonally, um, there's a similarity across the board. And so it's great to be able to work with these kids. So they're often really funny, creative, outside the box thinkers. They're sensitive. They definitely push limits. So it's always it's always engaging, exciting, and challenging for me. You know, I kind of have to stay on my toes, and I like that. Yes, I love it. So your days are spent. So you have a private practice, and you do speaking engagements, and you're a writer, right? Is that yes. kind of what your days look like? Essentially, I need eight days in one week. I <laughs> another day. <laughs> I am so with you. And now during, you know, COVID, it's been, uh, it's been challenging, you know, to do therapy with a lot of these kids online. Um, so uh, it's been challenging in, for everyone in every way. Um, and, and, and yet their, their needs are greater than ever. Yes, absolutely. Well, gosh, I, I connect so much to your story because um, I grew up with an older brother who had a lot of problems when we were growing up. He was five years older. And, you know, it's funny how I think you do your experiences in life, right? It does, once you become an adult, it often does become almost a passion to figure out how to help those people that you can see in your childhood really mm-hmm. struggled. And then it's kind of funny, kind of similar ties to your story is. Um, I didn't realize how much I wanted to focus on helping parents who I always looked at my brother as a power kid, right? So he was one of those kids that just was very kinesthetic, really wanted to be a leader, very type Mm -hmm. A, very strong, um, always jumping, moving, kicking. Um, But, you know, there was challenges presented that I'm sure... um, you know, nowadays with there's just the normalized, I think, um, acceptance of help. I think, you know, there there could have been something there with what was happening with him even more than just being a power kid. But it wasn't until I had my daughter and she came out this very strong willed mm-hmm. type A power kid who loved to, to lead. And we could tell from a very young age that she had this kind of energy about her. And I just realized that I really wanted to help families who had this type of you know, this type of thing going on in their home. And and now it's become something that I loved. And it's the same kind of thing. It's like, I love, I love those type of kids, the kids that parents walk in and they're like, I'm pulling out my hair. I can't deal with this. And I'm like, lovely. You are so welcome here. (laughs) Right. Bring them in, bring bring them down. You know, I I think that uh, there is, that when we grow up in a family, whatever whatever's happening in the crucible of our family really affects how we engage with the world, how we see ourselves, and what we want to do with our time and energy while we're on this planet. And so I think um, it's 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 beautiful that you've um, oriented toward helping these kids and 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 parents. And I think you do a great job too. 
Oh, thank you, Dr. Celine. And yeah, I, I work, you know, all with the parents and you are working mostly with the kids. Is that right? Or do you work both with no, kids and parents? No, I work, I work with the system because uh, I'm, I'm, I'm trained as a family therapist, a systems thinking, uh, a systems thinking oriented therapist, as well as, you know, I obviously do in plenty of individual work. And so I do a dance between systems thinking, between, you know, uh, what we call psychodynamic uh, therapy, at, you know, what's happening inside a person and what's happening in their environment. We cannot underestimate the, Im- the impact of, a, of somebody's environment on their daily functioning. And, in, and particularly when for families who are dealing with racism on a daily basis, housing, food, job insecurity, these affect uh, children and they particularly affect these alternative learners who are vulnerable. Often kids, you know, about 60% of kids with ADHD have another or have a ment- another mental health di- uh, diagnosis and 70% of kids with ADHD have a coexisting learning disability. And and the statistics go on. So the, there's there's a lot of things that are happening and so we have to I have to be able to not only think about the individual but think about the individual in context. Yes. Oh, I love that so much. But I get this question so many, so much of, you know, well, how do we know when we need, um, you know, need to get support or if there's something extra going on here besides just having a power kid or um, a kid who really loves to lead. And I do, I love what, what you're talking about is it's the full dynamic. It is the, the togetherness, right, of the parent and the child. And so I always invite parents to come in and learn about what they can do to see the situation, see their child, see the needs underneath the, miscommun- uh, the misbehavior, all that kind of stuff. And then I say, and then let's get some more help if we still need it, right? But can mm-hmm. you talk to us a little bit before, before we get started on our um, wonderful points that you have for us today, just about maybe speak to those families who are, you know, um, maybe they're new to positive parenting, or they may be maybe even working with Fresh Start Family already, and they have um, some behaviors going on where they're thinking, okay, this we're doing all that we can from the parenting front because I just feel like it's so important that parents are approaching it first, but you know they have the tools that they need to again see it all in the right light and approach it as far as a healthy dynamic. And they're saying, but it's still, it's just our days are really hard, and every positive parenting strategy and you know method and all the support is still we're really just hung up. What are kind of the next step or what are some of the behaviors that present? Let's just say when it comes to ADHD um, Mm -hmm. that you would say um, this is something you want to look out for as far as this is the difference between your very strong willed, um, you know, power kid and someone who really just is going to need extra support in addition to the parents having a lot of support too. That's a very great question that could take seven hours to answer. (laughs) So I'm going to try to consolidate it into uh, one short answer. If you're uncertain about whether you should see a counselor or a therapist, there are a few questions you want to ask yourselves and, and perhaps ask your child. One, how much is your child suffering? How much is your child struggling and the, the, uh, the wonderful interventions that you've come up with with Fresh Start Family are actually not creating the kinds of changes that you want? 
there there might be other things going on and so you want to get an outside prof- a mental health professional to take a look at your family take a look at your kid do an assessment of what's going on um if your child is is showing you signs of um you know, excessive anxiety, um, isolation, withdrawal, um, crying, high levels of, you know, irritability that's, uh, a, that's atypical from what you've seen before. All of these things uh, can indicate that there are underlying mental health issues. I like to say that anger is the gatekeeper and behind the gate, we'll see hurt, we'll see fear, we'll see worry, um, we can see um, low self-esteem, you know, and, and so what, what will be manifested is a lot of anger, but there's other things underneath. And so, you know, the question is uh, always about frequency and intensity. You know, how often are you seeing these things? What's the level, you know, on a scale of zero to 10? When you see them, you know, in terms of, you know, when and where and how much. Um, I think these are questions that I would start with. And I would also, um, you know, ask yourselves, you know, am I feeling, uh, starting to feel um, hopeless? Because if, we're, if there's a kind of hopelessness and helplessness, then I would highly recommend that you see a mental health um, spe- uh, specialist because that, that, there's a that sort of fosters um, a lot of negativity in the system, but it also indicates that there, that things there's there's some tweet there are that the system's stuck in certain areas. I love it. And Dr. Celine, would you you know what is your wording around <clears throat> when you see a professional? It is to get support, not because there's something wrong with your child, not because they're broken right. or right. Because what I see in parents is that. As soon as they adopt the like, not always, but sometimes. And again, we've had some crazy, crazy things happen with families where as soon as they let go of the like, hey, there's something wrong with my kid and they take responsibility for all being contributing members to their their family and their children's um, health and ecosystem of joy and peace in the home that things really change. And I see sometimes parents get hung up with like, well, it's just my child that there's something wrong with. And so would, would just some words of mm-hmm. like, you're, sure. yeah. Let's chat for a hot sec, openly and honestly about what your discipline toolkit looks like in your home right now. If you're anything like most parents, you're relying on the hand-me-down set you inherited. Timeouts, spankings, threatening of spankings, taking iPads away, three, two, one countdowns, groundings, taking away toys, e-bikes, iPhones, any or all of those kind of tactics that create a total relationship strain and don't even work long-term to end your child's misbehavior for good. Meaning, you might spank your child or send them to timeout today for being air quotes mean to their sister or disrespecting you, but then three days from now, they're repeating the same misbehavior, which causes you to flip your lid because you know they know better. I want to help you learn a new way so you could end the vicious cycle that's keeping you stuck as a parent and causing you to feel super frustrated that 
nothing is working to get your strong-willed, stubborn child to behave better. My team and I have recently completely refreshed our Compassionate Discipline Quick Start Learning Bundle to help you learn a new way to teach your kids important life lessons, a new way to help your children learn from their mistakes and take responsibility for their actions. You can just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, and I'll personally send you a message with a link to download this free bundle. I'm going to help you shift out of a punishment mindset and into a compassionate discipline one where you fully trust that connection-based, firm and kind discipline tools are all you need to be a strong leader in your home who holds your kids responsible when they misbehave, but does it in a way where they are learning the vital life skills they are missing when they mess up. So again, just DM me the word shift over on Instagram. I'm at Fresh Start Wendy, or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free bundle now. I am so excited for you to shift out of feeling guilty and shameful when you lay your head on your pillow at night and shift into feeling confident and proud of the way you handled yourself as a parent, even when you were wildly triggered and upset about the mistake your child made. Okay, I'm excited for you to dive into this free resource. I'll see you in my DMs and inside the free discipline bundle. So first of all, that's you said beautifully. I personally don't believe that a child lives in a petri dish, right? Yeah. A child lives in in a in an environment with other people, with parents, and how we all interact with each other affects our um, our mental health, our psychology, our mood, our our concept of ourselves, the way we talk to ourselves internally. Okay, so um, when parents come to me. And they say, I, I need to set I need to set up individual therapy for my eight year old. You know, I want you to see my eight year old. And I'll say, That's not how I work. I work with a blend of some individual sessions with your eight year old, some individual sessions with you as parents, and then sessions when we're all together. Oh well nice. I can't do that. I went I'm I can't do that. I'm really busy. I can't come. I said then I'm not the person for you. I'm right. really clear about that. I think that um if you know, below the age of 12 in particular, parents, there has to be regular collateral, what we call collateral sessions with parents because parents have so much influence on what's happening with their kids. When kids reach middle school, there can be more of a 50-50 balance or or 75-25. I'm going to meet with the individual, uh, the kid, individual child or, or teen most of the time, but still have some contact with the parents. It really depends what the primary issues are. Cool. You know, I have a couple of middle schoolers on, in my practice right now. Um, one of them, I've been doing family work for a long time because she's not she's just not had the maturity or the uh, vocabulary to meet alone with me and also she distorts what's actually going on and I see this when I meet with a family see the other thing is that as a therapist when I meet with the whole family I get uh, you know an incredible amount of information right I see how the parents interact with the child I see how the child responds to the parents that can can fuel so much great work so it awesome. is important, even teenagers, you know, I, I have a number of teenagers in my practice. And again, I'll do a dance. Sometimes I'll meet alone with the teen. But a lot of times there's a lot of stuff that goes on between teenagers and their parents, you know, around yeah 
what are what are the expectations what are the guidelines going to be why do i have to have a curfew you know all kinds of things like what you know you're lying you know what does it mean to be lying so there, it's it's yeah. complicated that's just my particular point of view Beautiful. i believe that that there's a blend that's necessary and most helpful. I mean, the thing is, it's not like it's because I think this way academically and I haven't seen the benefit. I see the benefit. You know, when I, yeah. when I bring a family into my practice, I bring the family into my practice and they can come back in any form for years. And they often have. I'll work with a child. I'll do some family work. Child will move to another part of the country. The mom will come in and say, hey, you know what? I have some issues. And, and I, think, I think it just offers a steadier alliance with people. Oh, so beautiful. Well, thank you. That That's so helpful. I'm, that's wonderful. Okay. Well, let's talk about our subject matter. So then when it comes to anxiety and frustration for kids who are alternative leaders, tell us, you know, the first step, um, you talk to us about practicing the five C's. What does that mean, Dr. Salim? So in my work over the years with <clears throat> kids with ADHD, and who also had coexisting mental health issues and learning disabilities and uh, who might have been high functioning uh, on the autism spectrum. What I found is <clears throat> that um, there were a number of themes. One theme is that kids don't like when parents lose their, their temper um, because kids themselves struggle to manage um, their own emotions. And so that formed uh, the first of the five C's, self-control. Want to help parents manage themselves first before they attempt to assist their children in self-regulation. It's really important. If you as a parent are dysregulated, you're not going to bring, you're just throwing fuel on the fire that's your, your, your activated child. <clears throat> yeah. Excuse me. Um, the second theme is that kids want to be met where they are, not where you think they should be. Okay? And so this means practicing compassion. Compassion for your child. You know, we want to come and to, 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 we want parents to be able to be with their kids in a way that says, hey, you know what? Um, I see that you're doing the best you can with the, with the resources you have available to you at a given time. And because you have ADHD or, you, or you're an alternative learner, your resources may be limited. You may not have access to them in the way that you want. Compassion also means practicing compassion as a parent. I am doing the best I can in a given moment. Uh, the third C comes from the fact that kids really want to be included in solutions that have to do with them. You know, these these kids, these spirited kids, um, they are they don't want to be told what to do. And the part of the reason is they don't really that doesn't work for them is that their brains think in very uniquely. And so they want that the they want how they think about things to be included in whatever the plans or programs are. It doesn't mean that we as adults cede our authority to our kids, but rather we include a piece of what matters to them. We compromise, we negotiate, and we compromise, and we teach them how to do that. A lot of these kids think comp no, negotiation is you tell me what you want, mom. I'm going to tell you what I want, and then we do what I want. 
And that's right. not how it works, right? It, it compromises. I tell you something, you tell me something, and we meet in the middle. And neither of us is completely satisfied. That's a great compromise. <laughs> yes. And so Dr. that means, yeah, go ahead. I have to tell you this story. This is, I'm like beaming. I cannot believe this. I got a video in our membership group yesterday because we have families from all over the world, you know, practicing, you know, a, a lot of amazing stuff in their homes. And, and one of them is this compromise, right? It's like we, we teach it as a win-win, you know, it's like a when something's going wrong, you know, stuff goes awry with your child or you, you, you teach them to do it between siblings. And yesterday I got a video posted in our group from a little girl. I think she might be in like Tennessee or something. And she's three years old and she's on the ground with this win-win sheet. So I feel blank, I want blank. And then it says, how are we going to make both this make this both work? Or how are we mm-hmm. both going to make this work so, um, you know, we can make a compromise? And she and her mom walks in and she's like this. You can barely understand her because her little language is so, you know, <laughs> little. And she's like, I feel, I want. And her mom's like, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm just doing, I'm just playing. And she goes, oh, what are you playing? She goes, win-wins. And she goes, oh, who are you doing a win-win with? And she said, um, I've got my rhino. So she had her little rhino there. And she was practicing a win-win with the rhino because the rhino had stepped on her feet. And and then she, her mom just sits there video and she's like, I don't want you to step on my feet. And we can work it out. And, uh, and it was just the most precious thing. And I was, I, it was so moving because I'm like, that is a three-year-old learning about the mm. power and the beauty of compromise within a family dynamic. And it's been taught to her by her mom and whoever else is helping her in her life, you know? And, but at, we have, my daughter teaches the kids too, but it's like, it was so powerful because that's isn't that life, you know? That's, Compromise. That is, that's just a beautiful story. And frankly, the earlier kids can learn that, the better. Yes, yes. Instead of just blaming the rhino, you're the course, you're the, all my problems are because of you and I can't do anything because of you. And it's like, no, we're going to work it out. You hurt me. And I don't want you to do that anymore. And let's actually talk about it. I'll tell you how I feel and we'll both say what we want and then we'll figure out a plan to compromise. So, okay. Sorry to, we're on the third C. Sorry to pop in with that. I, I mean, I think it's important because I think blame and punishment actually fall under this category of collaboration. You know, research has found that punishment just punishments don't work. And I don't think punishments work because they don't teach any skills, right? Yes. Kids need skills, particularly alternative learners. They need skills to manage when the situation is overwhelming for them. And and we see when situations are overwhelming because kids have meltdowns. Kids start screaming. Kids may may get uh, violent. These are signs that your child cannot manage what the what they're what's being asked of them. So yeah. we want instead of punishments and blame we want to use encur- we want to use encouragement but we also want to use uh, incentives incentives that matter to kids and we can come back to that. The a fourth C is consistency. This is not about perfection. I think it's really important for all parents out there. Nobody expects you to be per- per- perfect. In fact, the kids don't expect their parents to be perfect. But what they do ask for is steadiness. So that more times than not, you do what you say you're going to do or and, and, or you don't set up something. You don't set up or promise something and this or, or threaten something. And this is really important for these kids. So the part of steadiness is also uh, of a consistency is being able to say, you know what, this is an exception. 
Normally it's this, but I dropped a glass on the floor while I was cooking dinner. And so you get an extra half hour of screens <laughs> just for today and I'm going to clean it up. And then you come back afterwards and, and, you know, and you remind them that was an exception. It's not the new normal, particularly for alternative learners. They're like, ooh, I got an extra half hour of screens. Tomorrow I'm going to ask for that half hour. You, you want to set up in advance. Nope. It was just an exception because I dropped the glass. Um, we want to notice efforting. It's particularly important for kids with ADHD, ASD, and LD. The, how they're trying to do something, how they're engaged in the process, not just focusing on the outcome. Because um, we want these kids to be able to continue to try, stumble, try again, that's what a growth mindset is. They often lean toward fixed mindsets. I don't have the ability to do that, so I'm not going to try. Yes. The final C is so important, and I think you're going to love this one. It's celebration. Okay. Yes. And this is not, I'm going to bake you a cake because you cleared your dishes from the dinner table. This is, I'm going to notice, acknowledge, and validate the efforts that I see you making, but also when you do what I asked, I'm going to say, hey, thanks, or good job, high five. I'm going to try to, ma- I'm going to, try to gamify things. We've got to do the dishes, turn on your music, even though I can't stand it, and we're going to try to <laughs> dance around, listening to your music, only the clean versions of the rap songs, right. please. Right? And that's reasonable, yeah. right? And, um <clears throat> And, you know, make it fun. You know, we're going we're gonna to clean your room. I'm going to sit here. I'll be the folder. You be the pickup from the floor person. You work with your kids and you acknowledge when they're doing well and you try to make it a little bit fun. Oh, my gosh. Those are powerful. Dr. Celine, those are good. We could just we could have just made the episode all about that, and that would have been plenty. But <laughs> and these are all in your book, right? I mean, of course, these are all in my book. Yeah. And and actually, the card deck that I created, the ADHD Solution Deck, has these five C's with updated interventions and ideas. And you can work your way through each of them, or you know, you're pulling your hair out. You need it. You need a tip for self control. Boom! You pull out the card. You're like, okay, I can do this. Or yes. hey, I'm kind of I'm kind of I don't have any ideas for celebration. Pick it up. Pick out a celebration card. The card deck is a tool for you to use in the moment, as well as to inspire you throughout your day or parenting. Oh, I love those. Are both of those available on Amazon? Yes, they are. Okay, we'll make sure we put those on our Fresh Start Family Shop page because those sound amazing. Yeah. Families, I have a question for you. Would you love to be able to set really strong boundaries and rules with your children and then follow through with consistency and firm kindness? If yes, listen up. I have a program called the Firm and Kind Parenting Blueprint that I'd love for you to go check out. You can learn more over at freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Inside of this quick, easy to finish program, I'll teach you four steps to really setting those strong roles, but then following through in a way where you're using connection and firm kindness. And what I'll teach you will actually cause your children to want to cooperate with you because they truly respect you 
and value the rule and the boundary and understand how it serves them, not just something that they have to do or else. And it's just an incredible feeling when you go to bed at night knowing that you followed through on the rules and the strong boundaries in your home without relying on hand-me-down parenting tactics like fear, force, threats, yelling, harsh punishments that really create usually fear in your household, right? We want our children to listen to us because they respect us and because they understand why being part of the team, cooperating well, respecting rules, all those things, why that feels good as a human being. We want to do those things um, in ways that cause our children to want to respect us, not just because they're scared of us or a consequence. And that's exactly what I'm going to teach you inside this program. So again, head on over to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind to learn more. But in under an hour, this program will teach you some really effective strategies on how to create agreements with your kids instead of compliance statements, which is where a lot of parents go wrong and why their children don't end up respecting the rules or the agreements that they've made. And then I'm going to teach you how to use empathy. I'll teach you how to engage your kids' critical thinking skills when you tell them to do something and they say no. And then I'm also going to encourage you to understand how to empower your children. When children feel empowered, especially strong-willed kids, they will cooperate a whole heck of a lot easier, okay? So I want you to go learn about this program and let me know if you have any questions, freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash firm and kind. Okay, so talk to us about the next one. So acknowledge and validate concerns instead of reassurance. Okay, so we have the five C's. This is our foundation. Everything we do is going to come from these five C's. So we're going to manage our own anxieties first, right? We're going to deal with our worry. We're going to be compassionate with ourselves. This is a very, you know, I'm anxious. This is an anxious time. We're a bit of an anxious family, whatever those um, those options are for you. We're, I'm going to try to practice collaboration. I'm going to work with you on trying to reduce um, triggers for anxiety. I'm going to stay consistent in the, in the, in the our approach, and I'm going to notice when we're doing something differently. So that's the, ba- the, the, the foundation. How does that work in reality? So a lot of times when kids are anxious, what we want to do as parents is reassure them. Oh, you'll be fine. It's not such a big deal. Don't worry about it. And while kids are really young, I call them littles, you know, zero to, to five. Of course, that's your job. You are, you are to reassure them, even through parts of elementary school. But there's a difference between reassurance, like, yes, you skin, you hurt your knee. I can see that hurts. That, that must be painful. Get, let me give you a hug and telling you, don't worry, you'll never hurt, scrape your knee again. You know, that was an accident. It won't happen again. That kind of reassurance is detrimental to kids. Mm-hmm. Um, reassuring kids that, um, that uh, you know, it's not going, you know, there, are, there aren't, it's not going to be a thunderstorm so they don't have to be scared isn't actually something you can control. So instead, what we want to do is teach kids to learn to soothe themselves. What words, what language are they going to use so that they can say, I hear thunder, when, you know, that's scary, but I'm going to be okay, you know, or I'm going to go see mom so we, she'll hold my hand so I'm not alone. So we want to unpack anxieties and then create um, 
create interventions that that sort of reflect the five C's, reflect your attunement to your child, but don't solve it for them. Instead, we want to look back. Look back at times when your child overcame something that scared them or was hard for them. Um, and what, 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 what tools did they use? What, what made it possible for them to overcome that fear, anxiety, um, or, or challenge? Make a list of some of those skills, and then we're going to refer back to those and apply them to current or possible future situations. This helps shift anxiety. This helps shift um, anxiety from "I can't" to "I can" or "I'm worried." Shifted from "I'm worried" to "I wonder about." Awesome. So I, I'm, I'm picture. I'm thinking of my cl- some of my clients and. Um, specifically one whose little boy, um, he really, you know, he, he spent a few years, um, in some doctor's offices and they, they had a hard experience, but he was diagnosed with ADHD very young and, Mm -hmm. and now his, his family's in my program and it's just remarkable to see what they've done because they're approaching him so differently. And it's, it's been Mm -hmm. really beautiful as he's learned and grown so much, but I'm kind of trying to just imagine him as we're talking and a lot of, um, his anxiety and frustration and even, yeah. So a lot of his anxiety and fears and his will come out in like a physical misbehavior. Is this Mm -hmm. common? Right. So, so I think what I'm trying to ask you is it's appropriate to, when we're talking about validating and acknowledging, and of course, you know, we teach this in in our programs, but in regards to these type of kids, when they, it's so important, right? When they have misbehavior to remember that it's not just being annoying, naughty, mis, you know, being a pain in the butt. It's, hey, no wonder you're feeling like this. No wonder you are so upset about your brother. No wonder you're struggling to allow somebody else to lead the game. No wonder, um, you know, you are anxious about how the plan is going to go for the day because you love to know the plan. Like that, I can see how that would really serve him the more and more we empower his family to up that. And even mm-hmm. thinking about my own daughter, um, the times when I haven't been so great at that, uh, it's just, a, it seems like this is a really powerful, it's, it's empathy, right? It's empathy and validation. It, it's empathy and validation, and it's also um, changing, pers- changing your perspective. Um, okay, yeah. One, one of the things that we, we do a lot with anxiety is we worry, and we don't, and instead we could opt for curiosity. Mm-hmm. You know, I wonder how you could um, take uh, one of these skills and apply it to this current situation. Love that. That's very, that's very important. And I think that, um, you know, when kids are showing us behaviors that are inappropriate, you know, they are showing us that they can, they are overwhelmed emotionally, that their amygdala has come out and it has yeah. now taken over their thinking brain, right? And so we need to get the amygdala back into the middle of the brain where it belongs, into the limbic system instead of um, in front of, uh, you know, instead of driving the bus. And in order to do that, we want to um, help calm down the behaviors. We want to calm the behaviors down. So we want to acknowledge. I see that you're really upset about this. You know, here are the strategies that we've come up with for 
calming the behaviors, whatever you're working on with your people. I do something called, I, I encourage something called stop, think, act. You nice. Know, you, call, you call pause in the action. You call pause immediately. Um, everybody, you have a plan of what people are going to do during that time. Maybe for young people, for young children, you sit on the couch, you read a story, and maybe they play with the dog. And maybe teenagers need to go to their room and you know, everybody takes space for uh, some time, a time apart. It's not a timeout because no one's done anything bad. It's a time apart. And then you come back together, you know, at 10, 15 minutes and you say, what's happened? What just happened? You know, what do you, what, what, what do you think is what's going on and what can we do to move forward? Yeah. What is the next right thing? So it's stop, think, and then act. We're not going to teach lessons in these moments. No, there's just, it's not, it's not, it's does not realistic. Everybody's too sensitive and just coming down from being re- very activated. Instead, what we're going to do is we're going to move into what the next right thing is. And if you have a weekly family meeting, which I highly recommend for all families, short or at night at bed, you know, bedtime is a great time to talk to your kids about something or teach a lesson when you're in the car. Then you can give the feedback or at a particular time. Oh, so good. So, so good. Okay, one little like bonus freebie. This is just for me. But and and again, like Stella, my my oldest, my 12 year old, she hasn't gotten a diagnosis, but she's definitely an alternative, awesome, radical human being. She just is. <laughs> but I see in her, um, she's 12 and a half, almost 13 now. And I, I suppose you just expect this, but it's been really hard. And I'm <laughs> thinking to myself, like, I'm applying this, I'm applying this. And it's so I know, I know it's beneficial. And I just need to up my game. I want to up my game. But the embarrassment factor, the worry and fear and anxiety that comes in about like people judging. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if this flares up a lot. I, I, I suppose is what I've learned, I think, uh, is that it flares up for all kids when they get to be a little bit older. It Absolutely. doesn't matter. If as, you're... Soon as, as soon as you cross the threshold into middle school, you're dealing okay. with, Good. with this more than you were as an older, as an element, I mean, as an elementary yeah. school student, you know, all kids want to fit in. They want to be like other kids they have some fantasized idea of what normal is but when you get into middle school it's a whole nother level yeah and then it feels like for her it is at a heightened because everything's always been heightened like every like you know not everything I don't like to use that word but you know because she is so awesome out of the box it's like uh, it feels like this one's heightened. It is heightened so just double down on it right because it's um it's so, it's real to them. It's a real it's, worry. It's absolutely real. So we don't when when when, I, when we talk about reassurance, a lot of times with reassurance, what happens is we dismiss that worry. Oh, that's not yeah. going to happen. Or get or annoyed. You know, you're or you're annoyed or you're <laughs> exaggerating it. You know, that's really instead what you want to see is I can see how this is very important to you and how how you're really concerned and you you uh, you believe that uh, other people are talking about you when you're not there. Can let's let's break that down. Let's let's deconstruct it. You know, what Got information it. do you have that that's happening? 
you know. Um, and for some kids, it's like, well, I, well, the information isn't necessarily about themselves, but what they've witnessed kids do to someone else. Oh, I love that. And, yeah. And that is what's so, so painful is because if kids are doing this to other people, then they must be doing it about me. And there's yeah. a sense of powerlessness around that. And so, you know, it's not, not it's like, twisted FOMO really you know and so (laughs) fear of missing out everybody and so we want to help kids you know reorient let's say that was the case what would you do well what indications do you have that this is happening yeah we want to really try to break it down rather than dismiss it well if you haven't heard anyone do it it's not happening Mm, that's not going to work for them yeah, it's just hard because it's all about me. It'll be like, right, it'll be like, right. Mom, you talk too loud. You're this positive parenting educator. You're always trying to help the kids, or like, you know, like the car we drive, or um, like I don't know. There's this like, uh, it can be anything, but it's often like, Mom and Dad, like stop. <laughs> but it's everything too. So that everything you said is so helpful, and it's so. Uh, that really, really helps me. So that was a, just a it, bonus freebie for me. No, of course. It's so true. You know, um, my daughter w- really is, sounds like your daughter, and she's now <laughs> 21. But, oh, my goodness, the, she pushed up against me so hard um, for many years. Um, in fact, you know, we got to the point when she was in middle school where she was like, don't tell, I don't want to tell you anything about what's happening in my life. And I said, look. I'm responsible for your health and well-being. I'm your mom. I love you. So let's make an agreement. I ask you one question about your day. You give me an honest answer, something specific. So we, she says, fine, I'll do that. I'm like, great, because <laughs> I've done this with many families of middle schoolers. So the first day, I'm so excited. I come in. I'm like, hi. She's like, hi. said, so um, can you tell me a high and a low from your day? And she looks at me, and she's like, Mom, that's two questions. <laughs> yes, yes. That would so be Stella, yes. I was oh like, my oh my God. Okay, <laughs> fine. Can you tell me a high of your day? And yes. then, you know, she did and then like rolled her, you know, whatever. And then <laughs> that was it for the day. It yeah. is ch- it is a very challenging time, middle school. We could, we, you know, maybe invite yeah. me back sometime and we could <laughs> let's talk about middle school. Okay. So good. But seriously, I'm going to, I can't wait to re-listen to this episode because everything is, is so, is going to be so helpful for me. Okay. So our last point um, to um, discuss, and we've already kind of talked about this already, is identify skills from past successes to build resilience. And again, you touched on it, but just to finish us off here with this one, why is this so important? It's so important because what happens when people are anxious or they, they, they believe that they can't do something, for a lot of kids, particularly alternative learners, what they tell themselves is, I failed at this before, I'm going to fail again, why bother trying? Okay, so what we want to do is shift that negative talk into here was an incident where something I thought something was going to turn out terrible and it actually turned out okay maybe even great Um, anxiety creates amnesia for those successes so what we want to do is to at you know one of the family meetings or you know sometime when you're hanging out you know, baking cookies or doing something that's not a pressured interaction, come up with some ways in which they struggled and actually met 
the demands of that particular event or incident or and and either overcame them or you know recalculated so when we think about our gps this is what we want to teach our kids recalculating recalculating yeah. you want to recalculate and pivot this is the most important skill we can teach our kids and we can't teach our kids how to recalculate and pivot if we don't meet them where they are wow that is powerful re calculate and pivot. I love that. And isn't this just so relevant for all humans, right? Um, That's why it's like, Mm -hmm. people ask me all the time, will this work for my child that is ADHD or is an alternative learner? And I say yes, because we're we're all teaching human work, right? But it's Mm -hmm. like in our membership community, we've now, um, you know, we do have a little like um, encouragement, like a incentive for families to do this. But we, I encourage them to share success stories of like, hey, I tried something new, brave and courage, courageous, and it worked, <laughs> no matter how small, whether that's even like, I tried to take a pause button, your stop, you know, stop, think, mm-hmm. act. Like, and I did it. I did it for two minutes instead of screaming or reacting or whatever it is. And they share those success stories in the group. And then every Monday, we celebrate those success stories in a live feed. But we find, I'm, I'm realizing, and it's my it's become my favorite part of the week. And some, some weeks, we'll have 10, 15, 25 success stories. We don't read them all, but... It, it empowers people so much because once they start stacking those successes, they realize that often our head tricks us into thinking it's not going to work or the worst case is going to happen. But what if it does work and you get to experience that empowerment? And so I can see how for kids that are alternative learners or really, um, you know, how this would really, really benefit them is just to start to be able to, to acknowledge that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've done it. Mm-hmm. They've done it before, and they can do it again. So, I love awesome. what you're doing. I really do, Wendy. I think it's so important that idea of stacking your successes. I mean, it's a yes and yes. Uh, I'm struggling, and I, I feel discouraged and a little hopeless. And I've had some successes in the past. How can I um, pay attention to those so I don't lose a sense of myself and start to do negative labels like I'm, I'm a bad parent or for kids I'm a loser? You know, we have to work really hard. You know, there's been a lot of research on positivity. And essentially the thinking now is that the ratio of positive to negative statements should be something like five to one. Wow. Right. So that's a lot. And, you know, when I've traveled around this world, around the world, around this world, when I've traveled <laughs> around and talked to families and kids, I, particularly those with ADHD, I ask them, you know, what do you think the ratio is of positive statements to negative statements in your life or your child's life? And, and the sad thing is that what I hear is it's one positive for maybe 10 negatives and sometimes 30. One student said to me, well, Dr. Sharon, is this what other people tell me or what I tell myself? And I said, well, both because we're looking for the total. And she said, well, then it's one to 30, probably. I'm that guessing. Sound, yep. So rings such a bell. So, so we have, you know, for sort of wrapping up here, what I want to, what I want to leave people with is the idea that, um, We don't want to be a Pollyanna. What we want to do is ground celebration in in tangible actions, and can continue to come back to that to help build self esteem. Wow, and connection. 
and connection. So if you think about the five C's, you add them together, what they really equal is connection. How are we going to connect with our kids and help them feel connected with us? Yes, absolutely. I love I love that last one especially because yeah, I think what I what I've seen is that kids, you know, who who um are you know, in this arena, this world that we're talking about today, they mm-hmm. often present with such a self-confident, hard-edged and then, you know, it's like this very like I got this uh, I'm good and then underneath is what I've realized is it's often like that that client of yours one in 30 and it's it's not just like a little low self-esteem it's it is really intense so I love that right so is that you know is that genuine is it bravado is it a is it is, is it a mix of those things you know do they act that way because they want right. to they're trying to compensate for something most kids don't feel a hundred percent like I can do it particularly yeah. you know through the teenage years um, younger kids tend to be a little bit more confident and you know they're willing to try mm-hmm. things uh, but over time as kids experience struggle as kids experience negativity from the adults around them they start to lose their confidence so how 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 are they compensating for that or are they compensating for that we want to keep our eyes open um, and ears open for for ways that we can offer genuine um, support and validation so beautiful Gosh, Dr. Sharon, thank you so much for sharing all your incredible wisdom. Tell listeners where they can find you. We're going to make sure that we add your book and your ADHD deck to our website, to our Fresh Start Family shop page. But tell us more about where listeners can find you. Are you accepting new clients? Or I assume you're full. And you probably do, so, do telehealth. So I, I, I do, I do, a tel- I do coaching. Nice. Um, and I see, I see. If you live in, if you live uh, in Massachusetts, <laughs> which is where I live, I, I do see clients. Sometimes I'm gonna, I, I do parenting groups. Uh, I'm gonna be starting one in the fall, so I don't know when this uh, episode will air, but I do them periodically. And the best way to find out about what I'm doing is on my website, and that is www.drsharonceline.com. There's a lot of free materials. I encourage you to sign up for my to to sign up and get my be on my email list I write an email that only goes out to people on my list uh, each week with a parent you know parenting issue and how you can how you can address that um, I also am on so active on social media uh, at dr Sharon Celine um, particularly on Facebook follow me I, I do a weekly Facebook live um, oh, nice. in conjunction with um, attitudemag.com so so it's geared toward kids living with ADHD, learning disabilities, and uh, autism. But it's also for adults who have those challenges. It's sort of the gamut. It's kind of an AMA. Ask me anything every Friday. So wow. check out my web. Check out my Facebook page or check out attitudemag.com for more information. So um, those are the best ways to reach me. I'm also on Twitter, same handle at dr at dr Sharon Celine. Wonderful. Thank you. Thank you, Dr. Sharon. For links and more information about everything we talked about in today's episode, head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash 80. For more information, go to freshstartfamilyonline.com. 
Thanks for listening, families. Have a great day. All right, listeners, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I enjoyed recording it for you. As we wrap up here, don't forget to DM me the word shift or head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to grab your free discipline quick start learning bundle. You'll get immediate access to download our extensive learning guide where I'll share five ways you can ditch the old school hand-me-down punishment mindset beliefs and thoughts that are causing you to react like a volcano instead of respond like the firm, kind, respectful teacher you are at your core. And then you'll also get immediate access to my on-demand workshop where I'll teach you our three core Fresh Start family strategies that make up a strong, compassionate, disciplined toolkit, as well as my favorite logical consequences that not only work with kids of all ages, but do wonders to unite you with your child and strengthen your relationship, even in your kid's worst moments. So pop on over to Instagram right now and just shoot me a DM with the word shift and I'll send you a personal link to download that bundle right away. Or you can head to freshstartfamilyonline.com forward slash discipline to get access immediately. All right. Thanks for listening and I'll see you inside that free bundle and also inside the next episode.